Hello, and you're listening to The Seventh Reel. This week, Martyrs, a 2008 psychological horror film. I wouldn't necessarily just call it a psychological horror film. Uh, directed by Pascal Logier. Mm-hmm. I'm just Logier. Hopefully got that right. Um, and... Yusuf, this was your pick of the week to cap off our Vengeance trilogy. Revenge. Last week, I, I I screamed at you to to not pick mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and and you went with it well, anyway. Okay. What do you say? Don't look well, at the thing. Everyone's gonna look at the thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. That well, that's, that's why people look at car crashes. That I get only it. like uh, made it more more worth watching, or like made me want to watch it more. <laughs> But I okay well here's here's a couple of reasons I've always heard of um, this movie as being like insane so I was like intrigued because mm-hmm. that's kind of an intri- intriguing thing to do right to just watch um, mm-hmm. uh, something that's like you, you know what someone demented yeah what someone defines as like beyond the b- ordinary borders of what is you know acceptable in film and honestly okay I gotta say it's not that bloody yeah. It, it, it's not that it's not that blo- it wasn't as bloody as i <laughs> it was not as bloody as, as i remembered it being yeah but i i mean the thing like i, I okay up to a point i was like i'm on board mm-hmm. this is really fun i remember messaging you i was like uh this is actually a lot of fun and uh and then i think about how when she gets uh abducted by the by that weird Cult. yeah the second half of the movie that, kicks in. that's when it uh, when it like took me out of it because i was like okay well it's becoming just torture porn and uh i'm not enjoying it without the story and then it picks back up again into like and it a picks story. back up for the ending yeah and that yeah. then i was back on board but I, I i still on the whole as an experience i um i don't I I can I have a theory about why it works, but I also would not watch this again, nor would I actually no. recommend it. Like w- w- I wouldn't be like this is a great film and this is what film is about. So my my theory. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm yes. talking too much, but I'll just quickly I'll no, write no. off my theory. My theory is that, and maybe I'm way off with this whole genre because I don't know much about the new French extremity or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. A uh, new French extremism, which was I, uh, from what I understand, was meant to be a uh, an insult, and <laughs> and then it was uh, taken as like a label of that word. But the it, it it to me it felt like okay, what if what what would be an experience of watching the first horror movie? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be such be such an extreme and jarring experience? And this is I think as close as someone might get to replicating that or within these films like something so like because we're so desensitized that if you show me a someone shooting a gun i won't be astounded but if that was the first mm-hmm. time i've ever seen a simulation of a person on a you know celluloid shooting a weapon i would be like shocked and this is bringing the you know the level up to to where we're at now and i guess that's that's my theory as to why someone would make this at all but i don't know if it justifies it so you don't think it justifies itself by the end not really no 
I've also mm-hmm. noticed the thing about French culture where they're always really intrigued. I remember Pierre telling me a story about a, like a French novel about how uh, these uh, people try to find out what happens after death. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like a reluctant atheism type of cultural <laughs> thing that, that uh, I saw in this movie and I was like, whoa, I recognize that. That's, that's what Pierre was talking about. Yeah. Apparently, the, star- the director wrote this script while a self-admitted depression uh, in a state of self-admitted depression and uh, I think it really shows the nihilist especially when it comes to the ending I when you, I really like uh, I agree with you completely in that the second half of the movie just descends into why am I watching this and like whether and you kind of start questioning whether you should start turning it off mm-hmm. but then it gets to the it gets to that question of like through pain do we can we possibly find any answers and the fact that the filmmaker leaves it at a very I feel like a very defiant no, there are no answers, was quite effective. That's why I feel like it kind of does justify itself by the end. Like, if it's, I get, like, I, I feel like the director was trying to make a very strong statement about how we deal with pain. Michelle, what did you think? I, I mean, I liked the, the beginning bit. That was good. Like, I've actually <laughs> felt good. on edge, and I haven't felt on edge in a horror film for years. Really? When the family gets yeah, married? Yeah, because you just don't really know what's mm. going on. I thought that added to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, just, it was awesome. It was awesome. Usually <laughs> you can like kind of figure out where it's going, but this I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about it, which is probably better. But then, I mean, just what you just said, I guess you can kind of read the film as like the experience of depression, mm-hmm. as in like when she's locked in the chamber or whatever. That's like the ultimate lo- mm-hmm. lowest point, which mm-hmm. is a weird reading, and I guess that's the horror in itself. But it's other people doing it to her, which I don't know how that. Mm, I don't know. I think this is I, the idea that the, the the point of the cult is that they believe there is a point to this all this suffering. Yeah, but right? maybe the cult like, like, is okay, everyone through else. martyrdom. Like in yes, a world exactly. where you're Precisely. depressed and everyone else believes there's a point to living, but you can't see it right now. Oh, jeez, that's an even darker reading. Mm. Well, he was depressed, so... <laughs> he was, he was. I love how the last line is, keep doubting. Mm-hmm. It's like, there is, like, just keep wondering. There's nothing, like, perhaps in that, in doubting, that consistent doubting, we're able to keep suffering and able to persist through another day is kind of what the, what I got from it. Yeah. Um, because by knowing the answer, by knowing that there, it is worth nothing, what does she do? She just, she shoots herself right Mm -hmm. but do do you think that her answer was something that was like oh you know something that provided a finality that depressed her to the point of killing herself or was it an answer that was like mm-hmm. it's gonna be awesome <laughs> so, but, and that's why she I mean, yeah well if it's if she said it was if it's gonna be awesome then why didn't why did she why didn't she tell them tell him to keep why did she tell them why did she tell them to keep dying? then they'd all kill themselves so, oh yeah it does make sense that's true well i mean yeah. you can read it like she said it was so amazing i mean do you have to be martyred to get that state or is it are they trying to get the state of death by martyring people. Well, they're they're trying to reach death without uh, death. So like, I mean, yeah, what death if, without death beyond? What if like she was just being selfish and like Ooh. death is amazing and she wants it right now? Yeah. Then yeah, because she did call everybody over, right? By killing herself is not is that not a self statement? As to say, do it right. But then why say keep down? But then if it is yeah. nothing, like that mm-hmm. she just said it's nothingness, and then I guess maybe it's a guilt of like torturing people for so long. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that, for no that or it's just like she yeah. can't deal with that anymore. And so I get And it's better to keep doubting than to seek for answers. But it's keep mm-hmm. doubting saying like don't keep doing this or it's keep doubting as in keep doing this. 
Mm. See, this stuff is much more interesting than the torture porn stuff. Like that's yeah. this is what the movie. This is I think that's the cool part of the movie, and also like the de- kind of deconstruction of the revenge genre because it starts mm. out as one, and but you don't know whose side you're really on, and that's kind of the point. Yeah, uh, because you see this innocent family, supposedly yeah, that, innocent family. That was that was great. The fact that uh, when, when she asked know. the boy, mm-hmm. "Did you know?" Mm-hmm. Did you, like when she points the gun at the at the son and goes like, "How old are you? 18. Okay. Did you know what your parents do?" And he doesn't answer. Mm. Maybe it's out of fear, or like maybe he does know, and like she doesn't take the chance. And yeah. But also the mother, anyways. when she's like trying to help her, she's like, "Why did she do this?" Like that instilled a yeah. lot of doubt in me. Like I was like, "Oh, she's exactly. just crazy." And uh, then when she finds the uh, the uh, chamber downstairs it's too late she had already like lost her friend uh, like she because she had like the only person that stood by her and believed her was like not anymore there and so uh so she had like let her down yeah i thought it's a very ex some smart filmmaking choices i love how there's essentially just like one location throughout most of the movie but it's recontextualized every single time the story develops right you start out you thinking oh this is a nice family home and then you know it gets invaded then it becomes like this like kind of domestic horror drama because she's haunted by these visions and then she discovers the basement and it becomes and it switches characters and becomes something else i like the way like the location keeps getting expanded Mm-hmm. As the story gets darker and darker. Yeah, but okay, th- I found this so funny. The guy from Total Film said, "This is a torture porn movie for Guardian readers." That's that's very good. That's very accurate. <laughs> yes, but what if the, if the point is? Because it's actually about pain. <laughs> but uh, you you also said that uh, the uh, the actresses kept crying as they were filming the scenes. Yeah, and the director stated himself that beside the technical difficulties, the biggest difficulty of making this movie is because these two girls are just crying all the time. Uh, was it because of? <laughs> and then the actors. The intensity. Well, the actresses say they'll never work. Probably, yeah. Like the actresses do say they'll never work with him again. Oh. So. This is kind of a blue is the warmest color situation, I suppose. But I think the actors, both of them were very, it's, they're required to do a lot. It's, these are very, I think they both gave a very brave performance. Yusuf, did you, do you have any more observations or theories? Mm, so, no, uh, just beyond the, the, uh, like, trying to heighten the experience to what it would, uh, feel like as the first you know film but uh uh, more on that it says that power to shock an audience into consciousness there's a that someone was speaking as uh as like talking about how the uh these directors and this new wave of of people like Lars von Trier and uh, you know uh what's her name Claire Denis and Patrice yeah yeah and even apparently Oliver Asayas's demon lover. I didn't know demon, Oliver Asayas is considered a part of this. Alexander Aja, did they mention him? Uh, he's the guy who ended up doing the first Piranha movie. Oh, really? Enough. He did, what's it called? What's it called? Switchblade Romance? I think that, High Tension. Mm-hmm. High Tension. That's that's one of the big ones I remember. They came, it, this was a little bit earlier in 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, but the... But uh, there's something, the reason why... Yeah, go on. Uh, no, no. I mean, I was going to say that just the, the uh, Jonathan Romney, 
he he traces the uh the beginning of this to like Marquis de Sade and like William Burroughs mm. and and then sites like pre the predecessors of this wave is are like Bunuel, Dali, Polanski, even Godard. And so this isn't like something that's like new or anything, but I I wonder. But it's taken to an extreme. Yeah, and and I wonder if it's because you read Burroughs now, it's like kind of it's not like you know for children, but it's still like kind of you feel like it's uh, you're desensitized to like th this is what uh, you know people were so shocked about. I wonder if like in the future this will be seen as like an okay horror movie, <laughs> <laughs> or like a or like a you know something to bring a date to or something <laughs> so yeah we wouldn't bring a date to this <laughs> well do you think the the like progressively we're getting more and more kind of uh, okay with this stuff or not i do i think it's in, in <laughs> you think i would still say a movie like this isn't is it, it's not dark because it's of the violence it's dark because of the subject matter right like it's dark because of what it deals with and it's in the end of story's implications mm -hmm. which is something i think is not it's they cite actually i take my i take my sta uh, stance stance back when i first introduced this movie say this is a psychological horror movie and most of french extremism has that psychological horror link to it and i find that very interesting because the reason why i brought up alexander asia earlier um and switch uh high tension is because it follows a very similar narrative structure in that you're not quite sure how much of this is going on in real life and how much of this violence and how much of is going on actually in reality and how much of it is just really within our protagonist's mind that's i think where the polanski's like this is great like the polanski stuff really it's like rosemary's baby right like you spend half of the half of the movie wondering if she really is going crazy <laughs> but, or, um, the or the ten or the tenant or the ten i think tenant does yeah. even, even a scarier job of doing it but i like the idea it's i think it's more to do with the idea that uh, so much of this horror might be grounded in just our minds and within ourselves yeah and and that's that's the scary part to me because like this i think this is movie's great depiction of manifestation of, de of depression and wondering whether this is all worth it um i thought that was and that's the darkest part that's the disturbing part the violence was okay um, well, i just find it weird that i don't know existentialism is not part of it like hmm. there is no meaning but there's a freedom in that and then that then you'll create the meaning it's it's mm. more about there's like a bigger meaning and I guess maybe it's the loss of mm. or having not having that that maybe mm. it's a, I don't know because like, mm. I think it's weird that there's no religion in it. There's, not really well it's not like, really I, I, they don't entirely like religious thing usually other than like martyrs of war but you, it's got all mm. its roots in religion you don't think there's a religious element in I this? do but it's just I like, feel like completely the way the ignored or yeah or like portrayed to be very sterile because i mean I if think. you bring religion into it most religions have a god that is in some way apparently like loving and caring mm -hmm. so why mm. would it want this but it, it, it would also just if you bring religion into it it would affirm something you know beyond life right and yeah, yeah. Like it would and this yeah this is about questioning that true and this is trying to find out whether there it is there is for real definitively i guess this is them going a step ahead mm -hmm. and yeah that's why they've tried it so many times 
right? Because they're like, this is the first example. Like they've done this multiple to multiple women. All this pain just to find out if there's something after it. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely an an interesting picture <laughs> of something that is that is you know worth discussing. So that that alone makes it worth your time, I would say. Yes.、Um, And、But maybe don't watch the whole movie. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd say it's worth. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, actually, it's worth. It's worth going through once.、Um, well, it's not yeah, wide viewing, so be warned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. No, it's、viewing. not. But it's not like you know,、uh, the post or something. You know, like, <laughs> like if you if you watch the post, it's it's fine. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> But the the biggest sin is not being interesting in movies, right? Isn't that what? Yeah, the biggest sin is to be boring. Yeah. So this is like at least、uh. interesting in that regard, even if it's not your thing. No, the most that, no. horrific thing in this film was the food that they force fed them. <laughs> I oh my god! Watch、oh, yeah. that. I was gonna throw up. I caught it. it was horrific.、Mm-hmm. You know what I、uh, I thought it would taste like. That my what I imagined it tasting、Chalk. like was、uh, oh really? Yeah. Well, mine was close to that. You know when you're like at the dentist and they're trying to get an impression of your teeth or something、oh, for like、yeah. a crown or whatever. I thought it would taste like that paste. <laughs> so,、oh. so I was like, I was like, oh my god. That's quite visceral. Yeah, I I, mean, I had just gone to the dentist too, so maybe that influenced that. But, <laughs> like, but I was like, like oh, oh, this is this is really really true for me. Yeah. But why even? I don't. You keep her alive. Well, yeah, but by all means necessary. But like there was that moment where she was making a smoothie of the food and she dips her finger in it and tastes、yeah. it. I was like,、yeah. why would you? Is it good? Just, maybe it is. <laughs> but she so she would she doesn't want to eat it because she doesn't want to live. Do you, is that what it is?、We'll、probably poop in、well, a bucket. Just... Do you think that? I mean, can she even survive though if she's got no skin? Oh, she's dead for sure. Yeah, that doesn't. She's still、yeah. living. I'm, 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 yeah, but she's ascended, but she's already like gone. I think is like、mm. the implication. No, she's she's alive. Yeah, because she whispered. To yeah, her, but but her. But like, me, like, but is that、own. a realistic? Like, if you, I take off all my skin, there's no way I could be a. a You know. I mean, yeah. How can they like cut it so finely that it's not gonna bleed? Well, they probably perfected it over years of torturing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're 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 pros at this. Like,、now. there's a bunch of guys with like chunks of their arm gone because <laughs> they <laughs> couldn't feel. They started out using like a potato peeler, and then they were like, "We need something." <laughs> So they figured it out. It looked like they knew what they were doing. They had like a yeah, like they they, they they. So this was an organization. They 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 had a good grasp on things. I want to know who started the organization. That I mean, that would ruin it, obviously.、Mm. But it would be a fun movie if someone could do that. Yeah,、like、I wanted to know more about that. Martyrs,、woman. a martyrs prequel. Yeah, yeah me too. She, honestly, she seemed so interesting. When she was taking off her makeup and stuff, I was like, "Wow, that's a that beautiful、so cool. scene!" Yeah, it's like it's like this layers of her coming, like revealing. It's great. I love this. Like most, this movie seems. I'm gonna guess fairly low budget, but there were some re- pretty great filmmaking tricks, like the way they zoom into her eye as she experiences the vision, the world, like what's beyond. I thought that looked really, really.、Mm, oh、cool. my god! Yeah,、um, yeah, that was cool. That looks so sick. And all the violence and like it's. 
shot in a way that feels very visceral yet like just like real, not overtly stylish Remind? which is something like you know tarantino tarantino would fall into yeah into those trappings of trying to make it look too visceral and too stylish look at all this blood this is just in your face like kind of a kind of a michael haneke film to feel to feel to it yeah but that's more of a european thing i think because I think Americans are mm-hmm. essentially trying to make cartoons, but they're with people. But I they can only make cartoons. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think the the goal is like the even if you look at like really sophisticated American filmmakers, I think the goal is always to like kind of emulate something that is mm. uh, that's more playful. Maybe that's a, a broad generalization, but I, uh, I I I sometimes see that like with even with Scorsese and stuff like he's more playful than he is trying to mm. capture any sort of you know or or trying to emulate reality or like I, I mm-hmm. that's I think that's yeah, fair. Maybe. All right, shall we mm-hmm. take a break? Yeah. We're back! Now, on to my personal favorite segment. What have we watched this week? Um, who wants to Who wants to take it up? Take, go first. Mm, I, I can go. I, uh, I watched Succession. I'm at season three. And uh, how is it? It's pretty good, honestly. It's, it's not like life changing, like a bunch of people keep saying it is, but it's good. It's, uh, it's worth watching. It's funny, uh, interesting characters all have like distinct voices i think you'd enjoy it i okay i i've been hearing a lot of good things about it mostly that this uh, famous podcaster has joined the cast for season three oh, no not us <laughs> yeah um, i'm gonna be it's the uh you said you see like a new character who's like this girl who monitors twitter yeah, it's me no in, like, i'm just waving it no, it's michelle that's no <laughs> that's michelle. She, no she's in it that's, for uh, one scene She's not in the... Oh, yeah. she's only in it for one scene. Yeah. She's not a character. I know whatever. she's the girl from yeah. that Eat the Rich video. She's the Red Scare girl, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. My, my What I have watched this week is the new Apple TV show called Dr. Brain. This is Apple TV's first Korean drama effort, and it's directed by Kim Jong-un, who did uh, Tale of Two Sisters. So I'm a simp for him, so I watch almost anything he does, and I watch this. It's okay. Um, it's kind of, it's about a, a, a man who is definitely autistic, but he devises a way to connect to the memories of dead people, or just the human mind in general. Oh, I've seen the memories. trailer for this. So he's, he's actually pretty good. And yeah, so he starts off with, I, there isn't that much... To, First episode is mostly set up, but the filmmaking is it sounds like pretty competent. I zombie. Is that what it was? Kind saying? of like actually, kind of like I zombie. You're absolutely right. It does kind of feel like I zombie. Um, I can't believe I watched. Which is actually not a bad show. Yeah, it's not a bad show. It's pretty good. Um, okay, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch something called I zombie. <laughs> I'm gonna try, but I really can't. It's a is it isn't it a CW show? It's it a CW is, yeah. show. I'm pretty sure it's very much a CW show. They have the charm, but uh, it's pretty good. Um, I haven't gotten into the cool action, hopefully action stuff that's in it because he does. He's a great action director. But yeah, I I think it's worth giving a go. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what have you watched? I watched The French Dispatch, and and what did you think? It was pretty good, but I don't. It it's not good. like stuck in my mind as being amazing. Mm-hmm. It just felt like chokingly Wes Anderson like sometimes it's like oh this is so cool 
and like you just love being in the world with some it was just like uh you did this in Grand Budapest and then you did this in like the Royal Tenenbaums and then you did this in like whatever and it's just kind of like uh you're getting a bit repetitive now hmm. but it wasn't a big story it was like um an anthology does it get sad I like it when he gets sad ish I think uh. I mean there's one I think it's like an homage to French maybe French cinema I know this bit where it suddenly turns into like animation but like this style of um, what is it the Bellevue triplet the guy who did that yeah like that mm-hmm. but yeah it's all right very cool all right uh which brings us to our final segment what are our recommendations mm-hmm. Yusuf you're the one who brought this up who made us go go through martyrdom what are what's what's your recommendation you know what I would recommend is it's a bit uh, it's not very similar but I would recommend the 1996 film Irma Veep or Irma Oh, the Asayas. Yeah. I don't know why it reminded me. Maybe it's the black leather suit, but... Oh, the outfit? Yeah, yeah the, I can see. But, can see. yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. So watch it. Cool. <laughs> very cool. Michelle, do you have a recommendation? Um, I mean, the film isn't very good, but it's sort of insane, too. It's called The Canal. I think it's like a British film from like 2014. No. It's about this film oh, archivist I've who never heard of it. Watch, yeah. watches like um, this footage of like 1900s uh, murder. And then yeah. like it starts haunting him and it's just completely insane. Like I'm pretty sure like this zombie gives birth at one point. It's completely mad. Fucking awesome. Why did you watch it? Because I don't know. It I think my dad told me it was good. Phase? Probably. Oh, hmm. oh, you know what else? I oh, okay, never mind. Too late. Yeah, nothing. We can recommend. What? Well, what? Well, no, it's okay. I was gonna recommend what? the um, under the skin. Oh yeah. Uh, no, ah, not under the skin. That's a, What's that's the a good the skin I live in? Sorry. Uh, this. Oh, that's even better. The Amadovar. That movie is sick. That that's also a very good single location kind of relatively single location uh, mm-hmm. yeah. thriller. Well, speaking of that, something in that vein, my recommendation is 2019's *The Lodge*. Uh, this is the same directors who did *Good Night, Mommy*, also an equally disturbing film. But *The Lodge* is really great, and I think as a companion piece because it also deals with how we visualize trauma and um, how and it, and and what a cult upbringing with like these crazy people will do to your psyche and how that would really get in the way of you functioning as a normal person, or if you can even ever be a normal person if you experience something like that. Yeah, and it, I, I really liked it. It's also incredibly disturbing, and the ending is messed up. Uh, that's my recommendation. All right, so we are starting to... We're going to be taking the show in a new, di- exciting new direction, dearest listeners. So for next week, we are switching things up a little bit. Yes. Instead of just picking one film to talk about, uh, we are going to pick two films matching one theme, and we're going to compare them and rate see them. Which one's better? On a, mm-hmm. And see which one's better. Michelle, what was the score system again? Or we're going to rate real. them in like specific number. It's the seven reels. Mm-hmm. Okay, so seven reels. But we Do only they... have seven reels, like all together so for both give films. It like... Exactly. So one has to be better than the other. Yeah. One has to be better than the other. Yeah, and we'd, uh, we'd basically be telling you which one of the genre would be a better pick if you're at a loss and yes. uh, find yourself with both of those films on Netflix. <laughs> so. Yeah. Exactly. 
and ovens or picked up horrible can... themes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm going to stay very in line to suggest like just off-kilter BS. Uh, I'm, my theme is direct, uh, films from the 2000s where you question what the director is doing. In this case, it's uh, prestigious directors taking on rom-coms. All right. And the two films we're watching are uh, Ridley Scott's romantic comedy starring Russell Crowe, where he goes to France and drink wine, drinks wine for two hours, called A Good Year. <laughs> and then we're also going to watch uh, the movie that the Coen brothers took their name off. Intolerable Cruelty, starring George Clooney and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Mm-hmm. Was that the guy? Mm-hmm. It's a that's a great pair. I can't. I I I don't see how this movie can turn out bad. But we're about to find out exactly how. I suppose you see you seen Intolerable Cruelty, right? It's a it's honestly pretty good. I th- I thought it's honestly pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Why do they take the name off it? Like they did they take the their name off? Okay, the well, like, no, it's not like Corn Brothers good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good uh, as in oh they took their name off of this I would uh, I wouldn't mind it that's that's how good it is it's not like I see surprisingly yeah. like common yeah um, it's no inside Lewin Davis then no not at all no not at all okay mm. all right so that will those will be the two films that we will be discussing next week mm. we eagerly await you to join us next I can't, I can't keep saying next week the next time <laughs> that doesn't work, I mean, any, that doesn't work any better it is next week so um yeah join us keep it real fellas yeah, the following uh listening time then we'll be seeing you bye <laughs> okay were you trying something there no i was just kidding bye <laughs> The Seventh Reel is hosted by Marvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El Bashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim, and our outro music is composed by Yahya El Bashir. Thanks for listening.